Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the More Sugar Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Callender, where we are here to have conversations to help, heal, and encourage. We are on episode one, two, three of Soul Sessions, Coping with the Loss of a Mother. And today we have the baby of the group, Fatima Ruffin. And uh, I was most thankful that Fatima said yes, it's because out of everybody in the group, I believe your mom passed away the most recently, if I'm not mistaken. And so it would, in my opinion, would be particularly hard to to speak about something like that at such um, an early time. So I was really thankful that she said yes. So my wife told me not to talk too much, so I'm going to let you take it away, sis. Tell us your name and about your mom. When did she pass away and how she passed away? Um, so my name is Fatima, Fatima Ruffin, and um, my mother, Cynthia Harris, passed away March 2021. Um, so... Um, just to give a little backdrop, my mom was diagnosed with a rare um, condition called Kari malformation, where she this was she was diagnosed about twenty years ago. Um, mm. So she was she had chronic pain round the clock, chronic pain. Um, so she was limited to um, physical things, like she wasn't able to work. Um, she was constantly in pain. Um, however, she did not pass from that condition. She passed from sepsis. So um, she developed killer. she developed an infection. Um, and what a lot of people don't know is that um, Christmas morning of 2020 is when she actually went into the hospital. Um. Ooh. Right. That's, that's like the middle of the pandemic. That's like, that was height. Right. So we're going to unpack it because it's, it's some stuff to unpack. Um, okay. So she went into the hospital Christmas of 2020 with sepsis and um, she stayed in the hospital from Christmas morning until the day she passed away. Okay, for um, people for people that I'm, I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop for people that don't know what sepsis is. Sepsis is, is an infection, right? Right. Of the blood. Of the blood. Okay. Um. And so she was just at home. Like, how do you know you wake up and you have sepsis? Like, how does that happen? So, um, my mother had a bad habit of experiencing things and not letting us know. I wouldn't just blame it on her. I would blame it on black people as a culture. Right. Right. Yes. So, um, so she would be feeling, you know, ill and mm -hmm. she wouldn't let us know. And gotcha. like I said, Christmas morning, um, that Christmas morning, um, my sister just so happened to, um, go by the house cause I normally make breakfast Christmas morning to pick her up. And she said that she was tired. And my mm. sister just, it just didn't feel right with her. So she actually doubled back and went in mm. and she was passed out. No. She was passed out. Um, so we rushed over there. When I, my husband, before EMT got there, he was working. 
he was working on her. He was working on her. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like I said, so she went into the hospital um, Christmas morning. She was stabilized. Um, She had lost a lot of weight. Um, You know, they had to sedate her for um, a a few days. She was sedated. Um, You know, they gave her a series of antibiotics to try to get the infection. Um, She actually was, after like two weeks or so, she she was transferred to Kessler. But then it was like they couldn't get this infection under control. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then, you know, it was like touch and go one minute. She was fine. Then the next minute she wasn't, it was like, they could not get rid of the infection. So is it as frustrating for you as it is for me when a doctor who you, who's supposed to be not God, but all knowing you went to school all these years. This is your, this is your jam. Mm-hmm. You gonna tell me? I I don't understand when a doctor tells me I don't know, but I respect I them enough to say they don't know. But it is is not very comforting. I remember once a doctor told me to pray, and that was so comforting because they always lean on their education. Mm-hmm. I just wanted that, but right. I just so, want to know that that had to be frustrating for a doctor to say I don't. You know, he didn't. They didn't know. They didn't know where where the infection started. They didn't know where it came from. Um. And not only that, not, you know, telling us that they didn't know where it came from. Again, we in the middle of the pandemic and it was like, I couldn't really see her. So I couldn't really gauge like, what, look was at her. Real, what was really going on. So mm-hmm. that, that was, that was hard. So I couldn't gauge what was going on. And, um, and, and to keep going back, like they, it was like, it was so fast. They discharged her from to Kessler. And then the very same day, you know, Kessler calling us like, you know, wait a minute, she needs to go back. Like she's it's not too much for us. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, you're talking blood transfusions, um, you name it, it happened. You name and it. And this is like after, so this is the span between after Christmas and now we're going into 2021. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you're going to do this through the holidays, your new year? The holidays. Um, and so I, it felt like, it felt like the Twilight Zone because yeah. the, the, the the week that she passed away, one day, the beginning of the week, I'm getting a phone call talking about discharge plan. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, I'm getting a, a, another phone call saying, you know, you need to bring your family to the hospital to say your farewells. So, so like, did you how? did you did you get a chance to say goodbye or did or did she not make it by the because I don't know what's better gathering around to say goodbyes or getting in the person is gone it, it all depends so on the, the how phone you call the phone call of you know come up to at that point she was she was sedated um mm. so she was body, in, basically she was in a nursing home and um 
it's just a, a, a lot of unanswered questions that we have because she was in a nursing home, no visitation, just phone calls. And, you know, she was sounding like herself at one point, you know, because I don't know, you know, sepsis make you lethargic. Yes. Um. So she was sounding like herself. She was in her right state of mind. And then I knew something was wrong the morning of because she called me at like four o'clock in the morning saying like, oh, I'm on my way to physical therapy. And I'm like, it's four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So then I realized like, wait a minute, she's confused again. Like mm-hmm. something is wrong. Something is wrong. And then, um, so I called the nursing home and I'm like, listen, my mother calling, it seemed like something that she doesn't seem like she's coherent. Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. So they say to me, oh no, she's fine. She's in, she's in physical therapy. So this was like, so she called me at four. Eight o'clock, I finally get somebody on the phone. They're like, oh, she's at physical therapy. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, maybe she was just up. I don't know. And then a couple hours after that, they call in and saying, "Um, we about to transport her to um, St. Barnabas because we think she had a stroke. And I'm like, a stroke? So I go to St. Barnabas and she's, you know, she's a little delusional, but she kind of she was like in and out. She knew who I was and she didn't know who I was. Like she was lethargic and, you know, we talking and I sat with her for a few hours and then it was like, you got to go. You her? Just me just and her. her. Okay. And she's just me and her. And she said, they told me that, you know, it was time for me to go. Cause she was still technically in the ER. They hadn't given her a room yet. And, and as I'm leaving, she said to me, I said, Ma, I'll see you tomorrow. And she said to me, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. And when I walked out that door, I was you know. I felt very uneasy. Mm-hmm. I knew. So if you were if, if they would have let you stay, would you have just stayed with her the entire time? Because some people don't want to see that. No, I would have stayed with her the entire time. Yeah. And then to even so COVID is, I don't know if I, I, I want to say this, but because I'm done, I have to put the X-rated on the thing, but COVID is a motherfucker, man. COVID yeah. done, it done damage without you having it mm-hmm. because of the things that it prevented people from doing. So had it right. not been, we've been in the middle of a pandemic, you would have been able to sit there and hold your mother's hand the entire mm-hmm. time. And when she and when she, and when she was in her right state of mind and coherent, she would constantly say to me on the phone, like, "It's always somebody new. It's always somebody new. It's always somebody new." Talking about as far as the people who was caring for her at the nursing home, right? And so it, it didn't dawn on me until after that people were either quitting, people were either getting sick, or mm. people were scared to really care. Mm-hmm. Because of COVID, so they they really was they was probably doing the bare minimum. Right. So, so that made you know those were things that I was thinking about, you know, after after the fact. And that's just that's kind of like to give yourself comfort, like she wasn't out of her mind as much as I thought she was. As as much as I thought she was. Right. And when mm-hmm. she said she tired, then you have to respect that because. We don't mean she don't mean she tired in the sense of 
I'm tired of sitting in this ER. We're talking about a 20-year disease of dilapidating pain, right? Basically. And so then, she's allowed to get tired. Yes. So I had to kind of accept that. Mm-hmm. It was at that that moment I had to to accept it. I had to start to accept that when I left that room, that is a possibility that. She won't be here. And because she looked, she looked, she looked me, she looked me dead in my eyes, and said, "I will never forget the look. I will, I will never forget the look, never." And said, "She's tired." Mm-hmm. And you drive home. Drive home. You might don't drive remember. This is off script, no, by the no, way. No, you know, you I might remember. remember what I'm asking you know about the question about what was playing on the radio. Did you listen to a song? Did you drive in silence? I drove in silence. Okay, that's why I said it's off script because I wanted to ask you what what song was playing on the radio. Mm-hmm. Nope, I drove in silence, and I immediately knew that I had people. You know, I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. I have children, so I mm-hmm. immediately knew I drew. I drove in silence because I immediately knew that my grief was going to be pushed to the side Ooh. because I had to cater Hold it to. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you knew right away you couldn't grieve. I knew right away. So you like talking to yourself. Get it, like, don't, you can't even say get it together because you never even fell apart yet. Nope. Wow. Mm-mm. I didn't, I couldn't because the doctors, like, I had to make those hard decisions. Mm-hmm. When I listen to, when I listen to Tyan, when I listen to Mish, we talking 20-something years ago, we talking 30-something years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, both were teenagers. I'm the oldest. I'm the I'm an adult. Right. So I was the one to have to make those hard decisions. Those are hard decisions. Those are hard decisions. Like, now what decisions are you talking about? Well, first one, the the uh do not resuscitate or you know whether or not you want to resuscitate or do not resuscitate. Mm-hmm. That was hard. And of course, quite naturally, my selfish self was like, oh no, do whatever you gotta do. Save her. To save her. But then right. when somebody when somebody broke it down to me, what actually happens? Mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Wait, T for time. Her body, <laughs> been, her body been through enough. Her body been through enough. That's too much. And I could, I just, in my head, what she said to me, I'm tired. You're one of the few people that I know that, that I talk to that make that rational, just that decision. Like, no, just let them go. And, and I was at work the other day and I fixed medical equipment and I was in the dialysis clinic and I was looking at a defibrillator. And when people go to dialysis, it's a life saving, it's a life maintaining procedure. Mm-hmm. And 
on the defibrillator, there's a list of names. The first time I've seen it in my life, there's a list of names of people who have, who have DNRs. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking around this clinic and I'm going to imagine it just went through my mind. Like, God forbid, if something happens to someone here, they love one won't see them again because of a DNR. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you go home. Go home. And you got the call the next day? The next day. The next day, um, it went from we doing everything that we can to, and I'm, and I'm talking, I'm talking within an hour or so. It went from we doing everything that we can to like come to the hospital. Her organs are shutting down. Um. So, I'm so, that's that's how sepsis moved though. Mm-hmm. Sepsis moved like that. Mm-hmm. So again, I had to hold it together. It it felt so like you, I, you go know, back to the hospital with um, my husband, my sister, my aunt, my grandmother. Um, you know, at that point, she was sedated. That she was just really kept being kept alive by the machines. And so, so then now guys, here's the second decision. Everyone's gathered around, everyone's saying, you know, whatever prayers or mm-hmm. their goodbyes. Is that is that how that scene is? Yep, that's how that scene okay. is. And my brother, my youngest brother, he's you know, he lives in Atlanta. And he called over the phone mm-hmm. and just you know, we put the phone, you know, he talked, he said his piece. And then five minutes after that, they called her, her time of death. So she was like, there was no hook it up to no machine or. Mm-mm. Nope. And it was it's just silence. Just silence. For a very long time. For a very long time. Are you the first one to walk away or the last one in the room? I was the first one to walk away, but then I went back. Mm-hmm. And then me and my sister, last one in the room. Do you mm-hmm. feel, do you feel, oh, we really, this is good because like we, I don't saying this good like gossip, but this good like, because we so off track, but I want people, a lot of people dealt with grief, and they get a phone call. They're not. That moment is. That moment hit different. It has. You think. You think you felt her spirit. Like, did you feel her spirit in the room? When I yes, because when, when I looked at her, I never seen her so peaceful. Mm-hmm. Once because once the once she was called. Once it was called. Once the time of death, or before. Before the time of death. Okay. Never saw her so peaceful. Like I said, you know, she suffered with right. pain round the clock. Um, I'm talking about phone calls in the middle of the night, cries and like, mm. you know, like uh like I'm in pain and just um trying to even just get herself with a little bit of strength just to 
cook because that's all she wanted to do. <laughs> to do important things, like to do special things like Christmas, Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, graduations, yes. baby showers, you know. You know, I, but she, I, at that day, it, I never seen her so at peace. Like no crying, mm. no, you know, holding, you know, her legs because, you know, she would get it throughout her body. So, you know, she would constantly mm -hmm. like grabbing her legs and, you know, like, so it was just, she was just at peace. She was just at peace. And so you go home. I go home. My oldest son was at school. Mm -hmm. Um, and you still like you still saying like you can't break down, can't break down. Um, and you I, have you have a high paced job. So, so here's here's the thing. It's funny that you mentioned that because as I when you asked me to do this, that was what I immediately thought about in the moment. I deal with grief and trauma. On a daily All basis. Day. On a daily basis. That's not on even a, yours. You gotta carry. On a daily basis. So I'm numb. Do they to offer me. you guys any therapy? Um not not really. Okay. They do they do enough just to say, oh no, we gave you gave you this gotcha so just to say it's they, not just to not really them. they they check in the box for themselves not to it's not good. to go off topic not really and i'm gonna say no not the proper you know we right. deal with deaths and traumatic things and, and no not really so dealing with that on a daily basis has caused me to be numb to grief to trauma. You 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 gotta put it somewhere though. I know. And I was and I was just seeing you on social media saying that I'm taking my days. You gotta you gotta go you have to put that somewhere or if you don't it will put you down. Or it will mm -hmm. start to manifest itself. Like look at my face. It starts it starts to I internalize everything. Most mm -hmm. people born well, I don't for my research, most people uh, vitiligo is an autoimmune disease mm -hmm. and internal it's from internal stress mm -hmm. for me it was grief and feelings that I just didn't want to let wanna out. Come so out. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you you have to put it somewhere I'm be I'm better you're better I'm better because I want to be better okay you because you want to be better so I'm going to ask you this is question number one what helps you when you feel overwhelmed I, 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 you do a lot. I be when I when I used to be driving around Newark in the morning, dropping jacks off, and I see you over here, and then the next minute, um, from update you over there. Mm -hmm. like, so what helps you when you feel overwhelmed? By so grief? I have I have I have to learn to say no. Okay. I have to learn, and when I listen to Tamisha and um, Tanya, uh talk about boundaries and Tamisha saying that she can only give unless she got an overflow. Mm -hmm. And then I got, you know, my, my, my support. 
I have to, I just disconnect, disconnect from whatever the thing is that's overwhelming me. Okay. And I have to say to myself, like, it's okay not to be okay. And it's okay if, and most of the time it's not even my stuff. It's other people's stuff. That's some shit. <laughs> and for, for other, the nerve of people, and I'm not talking about work stuff. We're not talking about work stuff. No, so I'm nerve, talking about. This was, you just lost your mother, and I believe your grandmother passed away recently, right? So, um, so in a three-year span, 2019, I lost my maternal grandmother. Mm-hmm. 2020, I lost my paternal biological grandmother. 2021, I lost my mother. 2022, I lost my great grandmother. Okay, that was your great grandmother. Mm-hmm. And then that's a lot of wisdom that's being just leaving the right. Earth. Not to mention, ten months ten months after my mother passed away, one of my closest friends, her mother passed away. And then two weeks after that, which will be coming up on the anniversary of my best friend's, her mother passed away. All these mother figures. Right. So it was just like, it was just hit at the hit, at the hit, at the hit. At the hit. And you're just still going. I'm still going. Because you don't want to put it down. Because... I want to heal and not hurt. Well, one thing Tanya did say is you got to feel that hurt, though. I feel it. I just, I just don't feel it all at once. So I'm good. I'm You're good. Yes, That's I'm safe. afraid to feel it all at once. Are you afraid you get lost in it? I'm afraid that. Yes. I'm afraid I'm going to get lost in it. And I can't get lost in it because I have people who's dependent on me. I'm afraid that I'm going to get lost in it. I, I, it's funny because when in your book, chapter five, which that's my, that's my favorite, my favorite chapter. I read it often. I do too, like it's a reference book. <laughs> I read it often. I, I got a I got a story about that too. But chapter five, when you said your mom said um that stress, grief, grief, depression is a luxury. Depression is a luxury that, and Fifty Cent just said that. That's that's how I feel. I got kids to take care of. I got a job. I got I got things to attend to. I I can't feel it all at once. But there's a there's a there's two sides to a coin. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't, then from 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 me from years of me not putting it down, I have the worst anxiety in the world because of the 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 grip that fear and mm-hmm. grief has on me that have the worst anxiety in the world. So that's and where I'm that's where I'm kinda going. And yeah. I'm I'm checking myself on it because I'm realizing that's where I'm going. 
Like, but no one would know this. Like, we wasn't having this conversation. No one. No one. Literally, just bought a house. You know how stressful that process is. No one would ever notice. But no one would notice. You're amazing at your job. You, you're amazing wife, friend. You just said you check on everybody else, so you don't have time to do with your own shit. Mm-hmm. No one would notice. But what would your mother say to you if she knew you was doing all this right now? So that goes like my second question. Like, so what is the best advice she ever given you? I know she had to tell you, like, come on. So that's that's the thing. My my mother, my mother had me at 15. I never knew that. I didn't know your mother was that young. My mother had, I'm 43. My mother passed away when she was 57. Wow. So my mother, she wasn't a person of many words. Mm. So this behavior is what I watched. Got you. So you, you, she taught you about what she did. Yes. And not what she said. Yes. So no matter what That's was going on. for a 15 year old though. Mhm. Wow. She okay, had me at good. fifteen, two months before her sixteenth birthday. Mm. Mhm. So that's how I like. She wasn't a person of many words. She didn't give advice, but I watched her cater she to everybody. I watched oh, her okay. cater to everybody but herself. But so that so technically you're following the pattern. Technically, I, I started following the pattern, and I realized that I started following the pattern. So I had to make the the decision to break that traditional curse. So I'm on the path to that. So that's what you remember about her, mm-hmm. right? So. What do you hope your sons remember about her? I hope. So just to back up a little bit, my niece, you know, I have my niece. My niece Mm -hmm. lived in the house with my mother. Okay. How old is she? She's 11. Okay. So now you got three kids. I got three kids. Okay. So I hope that they remember that how much she loved them. How much mm-hmm. she was, you know, the, the smallest little thing. She was proud. She was proud of every little thing. And not just my children, but, you know, my sister's children. Mm-hmm. She was proud of everything that, that they did. Everything. No matter how big, how small. She was proud. And I want them to remember that, you know, just, you know, how kind and gentle she was. Right. And, and, and how much she, she loved them. She loved them. She loved them. And that's, 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 that's the number one thing. Mm-hmm. So now you got to clean out the house. Ooh. Ooh. It took me months to clean out the house. Because you didn't want to go back there. Yep. I I mean, I I was going back there because I had, you know, I was checking on things, going back there. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But checking on things is different from trying to figure out 
what to keep, what to throw away. Right. And and when you finish unpacking that you that's it. You yeah, never, you gotta get rid of it. You never coming into this house ever again. You know, we all had keys to my mother's house. So you we come in, scream, scream my name, Ma. And to think that Can't that's that never anymore. never gonna happen again. Ain't going through there. Is there anything of hers that um uh you're attached to? You something you pick up something that say I'm absolutely not throwing this away. Like in my book, I talk about cleaning out my cousin's house and there was so much thing, so many things that I could have taken. So I absolutely, it's funny because I absolutely will not get rid of her vinyls. My mother had a, a bin of vinyls. That's so dope. I'm absolutely not ever getting rid of that. And she had Essence, Essence and Ebony magazines. Those, no. a whole bin. Because that was her her favorite. Wow. That was I'm coming over when I come to the drink. We go you got a you got a record player? Mm-hmm. It's funny because that's what we my youngest on records and I'm flip through the ebony magazines. Everything. And it's crazy. So remember I said that um Christmas morning, that's when she went into the hospital. So I never right. even get got to give her her Christmas gift. Which was a Michael Jackson off the wall vinyl and a Whitney Houston vinyl. This is heavy, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you open the gift? I would love to give like rap. It left it, it stayed right for a long time. Yeah. It stayed right for a long. I might have just took it out the 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 the, the bag. When I was getting ready to move. Mm-hmm. <sighs> wow. I had to sit with that for a minute because each with with every person's story, it brings back a memory, of course, of something that Mm-hmm. that I've been through and the cleaning out of the house was it's so especially since it's like your husband gave her like CPR there mm-hmm. yeah oh and her pot and I, took, I took her her pot is the best oh that's the green pot the collard green pot my mother had a pot that she will only make collard greens in. She was known no. for getting down, and that's that's nothing else. She she would make collard greens in, and nothing else went in that pot. I got that pot. You got the pot. I got the pot. In my book, Sugar My Grits, Grief to Gratitude Through Grace, I told the world, grief was like an elephant standing on my chest. How does grief physically? How does it? Feel physically to you heavy. Same, like so, so heavy. So the and it was. Now, I'm, it was I'm tired on you because you're saying was. 
It was heavy. Of course, it's, 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 you're still carrying some of it. Oh, it, it, it was. So, in the first couple weeks, I felt, it felt like an out-of-body experience. So, it was like, I felt different things at different times. Mm-hmm. Mm. It felt like an out-of-body experience. I promise you, if you remember the morning you came, the, mm-hmm. the, the day of the funeral. Mm-hmm. You, I think you came in about eight forty-five. Mm-hmm. And you know what's crazy? When I showed up, it wasn't before eight forty-five. But I wasn't I dressed. Had, yeah, I, that's what was bugging me out because I had just dropped Jacks off, and I knew what time it was late. But the funeral was supposed to be starting soon, mm-hmm. right? And, and I, I was saying to myself, I wasn't dressed. <laughs> I said if I swing by, I might can't make the funeral, but if I swing by, I could probably catch y'all like going out the door or something. But it's okay because that day I haven't been to a funeral, even ones that I, especially ones I'm in charge of, where we have left on time. Somebody needs to find a sock, some pantyhose, uh, a tie, and it, it, but it's something. It's not like you're going to a concert. You don't want to go. Mm-mm. Everybody was ready with me. I wasn't dressed. I didn't want to get dressed. Cause you just sit on the edge of the bed like that, that, that Fox mean, like. When, when my son said Amanda is, is downstairs. I was, <laughs> that's what I was doing. I was sitting on the edge of the bed. That's what I was doing. I was sitting on the edge of the bed. And he was like, Amanda, like, I don't wait. I don't even know one. Like Amanda. I knew who he was talking about. <laughs> and then you and you said to me, you said, you you could do it, you could do it. And then you hugged me and you said, "Now I ain't say it was going to be easy." Because <laughs> I don't want to give you like make you go in there with a cape and then you think you could do something. And you say, "Oh man, he said I could do this," and then you faint. Now nah, we we can do things, but. We do hard things, man. Mm-hmm. Bury your mother. I was late to my mother's funeral. <laughs> you, you don't want to go. And then you know, you know, some people know, some people don't. You know, I, my brother, my mm-hmm. brother Anthony, who you know, who's incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Did he get the, a chance to come? So the they funeral. Don't you come. The funeral. The funeral called me and said, "Hey, they was a little late. Bring your brother. What do you want to do?" Because you know they're not allowed to intermingle with people. He's supposed to stand by himself, right? Right. So I said, she was like, "Do you do you want to cut the viewing short, or do you want to cut his visit short?" And um, I said, "No, don't cut his visit short. Let him." But you know, my brother being who he is, about twenty minutes later, I get another phone call saying that. My brother said he don't want to hold up the family. So he cut his time short. So I'm telling them not to cut his time short. And he telling them that he's going to cut his time short. So he ended up cutting his time short. I'm quiet because now I'm trying to like hold back <laughs> my tears because I knew what the, like the day was going to entail and I knew all that. But you just don't know the logistics of of a lot of things, and that's and that's one thing that I always tell people. 
riding behind that 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 hearse or sitting in that front pew is mm. different when you go into somebody's funeral. It's different when you got to set a table with thing, the planet. It's planet, different. the obituary, yes. the 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 clothing. I don't think people know picking out the casket. I don't know. And then you got to see them before every, the world sees them to make sure they look okay for everybody else to see them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've, I've never in a million years. I've, I've been to numerous mm-hmm. But never did I think. I never knew what it really entails. It, right. it was it so was So that was your first that was your first rodeo? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Down to to the look, thank thank God for a great support system, man. Yeah. I What has grief taken from you that you haven't gotten back yet? There's a song that Jax loves by Pastor Mike, a, a, a gospel song called I Want It. I hope I'm sorry. I Want It All Back. Or is it Ty Tribute? I think it's Ty Tribute. I Want It All Back. Like, he's basically talking to the devil. Like, everything you took from me. And he start naming things. I want it all back. And when I sing, when I'm in the car and I'm singing that song, I'm not even thinking about it. I'm thinking about grief. Because mm-hmm. grief takes so much from you. It takes a lot. It takes it, your smile. It takes, it takes your peace. Yes. You said something about um, anxiety earlier. Mm-hmm. Like, it, I went months without getting sleep. Um, I worry. I'm constantly thinking about death. That's what, that's what my, one of my questions. Like, I, I skipped it, but uh, did it force you to confront your own mortality? You think about your own death and... and mm-hmm. I'm constantly... I'm constantly thinking about death. I'm constantly worried if my husband and my children aren't in my sight. Yeah, that's the worst. If they're not in my sight, I'm worrying. Right. And so it got to the point. Um, it got to the, the point magic, where the I don't even like. Now. I don't even like. I don't even like the phone ringing. Ooh. I don't even like the phone ringing at ten o'clock. My phone automatically goes on do not disturb. D and D. You don't want to hear that shit to the next day. Mm-hmm. I don't even like I don't even like the phone ringing. You know, one our you know, one of our other friends, Sharifa, that was a that's a thing with us. Phone calls with bad news. Like I yeah, know Rifa, Rifa, shout out to Rifa. I Rifa, me and Rifa don't talk as much as you and I and me and Meech. But every but Rifa will let somebody know that somebody died. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I always know when she coming with it. I <laughs> always know when she coming with it. Rifa got a call in her life. Rifa got to slow down. She got a call in her life and she doesn't even know. And it's not to be the death caller. And every time. I always know when, like, I look at the phone like, oh, Rifa calling me is such and such a is what's hello what's wrong what's wrong she was one of the hardest hardest people that i had to call to tell about my mother 
Because your mother, people don't know when we say we grew up together. I don't know what people mean, what people think we mean. But if you know how the, the it was a little enclave mm-hmm. of family, the townhouses. Mm-hmm. Like the Yeah. Listen, I was the I was the youngest. Y'all was like grown, and I was. Somebody, I think you try to drive in my pathfinder. I was the youngest. If I said I was with y'all, my mother. All right, she so, knew I was so, good. So telling Rifa was like harder than telling the boys. Mm-hmm. It was. She was the hardest person I had to tell. Friends and family, they mean well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even social media. But what is one thing you wish people would not say to someone that has just lost their mom? Well, you know, it's the, 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 the typical cliches. Um that question, are you all right? I know it's coming from a good place, but no, I am not. That question, is there anything that I could do for you? I know it's coming from a good place, but no, it is not. Right. Because I lost my mother, my mother. and you can't bring her back. That's what I want. So when you ask me, is it anything that you can do? Anything that I need, I need her. So it's, 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 I know it's coming from a good place, but it's, it's, it's just like when it's, the question is asked, you, you got that look on your face, like, and an, another thing, thing and, and another thing that, you know, people are, don't make, don't make my grief about you. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to see what the saddest now. We're going to have a sad contest. You're going to tell me, you gotta tell me about your grief experience. Yeah. Don't make yeah. my grief about you. That's a good one. Don't, all right, don't make my grief about you. What do you ask God for? I ask, so it's funny because, um, when you when you ask me to do this, and I immediately say yes, you said yes real fast. I was like, I immediately say yes because it was a it was a it was a moment in time where um I was I was uh, getting something I think picture of something out of the closet, and I I, I pulled something down, and the book the book <laughs> fell out the closet, <laughs> right? It did. The book fell out of the closet and I took I took it and I stuck it back up in the closet. And then I sat down. I sat down for like five minutes and I pulled it back out the closet, but I just set it on the like the, the TV stand in my sight. I didn't open it, but it was in my sight. And one night it had been in my sight for a couple weeks, sitting on the TV stand, just in my sight. And this was a night that everybody was asleep and I cried. You make make me cry right now. I cried. You let it go. I let it go. And I looked at the book 
and I said, God, help me mm. help somebody. That's who we're here for. Help That's who we're here for. So when you hit me up, it was immediate because I rem- that was the first thing that came to my mind. Right. I asked God to help me help somebody. And look, and, th- and this is proof that God answers prayers. I know you probably was like, okay, God, I see you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. So, yeah, it, it is. Um, so you, you want to help somebody. I want to help somebody. Even, even, even in what you're going through. Even what, what I'm going that's, through. That's kind of hard to, you have to be a giver for that to happen. You have to be, um, my, my pastor used to say that's heavy lifting. You have to be a heavy lifter. That's that's heavy lifting. Because I, I feel like if, if I'm constantly saying, I trust God, God is this, mm-hmm. God is that. I'm listening. If I'm constantly saying, you know, I trust them, I have to trust that I'm going to be okay. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. But it might be somebody who's not that connected with God. So I got to be there. Hard nuts to crack. I got to be their connection. I need for them to see me go through the motions, not be okay, be okay. Come on. Because if I'm, I can't, I can't tell you how to be when I'm a mess. If I'm a mess, you're going to look at me and say, well, she a mess. How am I going to listen to her? She a mess. But those are people you listen to, though. You go through the mess and then you come on on the other side and I can say I, I, I could let me be tell you I could be a mess, but I need you to see that I'm okay too. And this was my mess. Listen, this was my mess. I put my mess on the pages. And that listen, it it it. it It was for a reason. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm glad you listened to God. Just like I'm glad you listened with this. I'm glad you listened with the book. I know that you had start, stop, start, stop, start, start, and then you was like, "All right, here we go." And and it then, came at the right time. Yeah, and then after I'm, I'm riding the wave, like, oh, I got a book. And then you know the real. The, I'm not gonna say. The real break drop. Mm-hmm. And it was like, all right. And the funny thing is when when the, what I call the break drop is I wrote a book about grief and I thought that I had it all figured out and I put it in a book and everybody's mm-hmm. coming to me like I'm this guru and then my brother drop, literally drops that. And what do you say to me? And I know people don't know what to say to me because they literally said, hey, you wrote a book. You got this. And I know those were very well meant intentions, but um, 
there, there was something like different. You know what I said? Like I couldn't speak. I said when it happened, I prayed for you hard. I prayed hard. And then I said, God, how do you go from letting her write a book about grief? I'm glad and you said that. And then strike her like that. Yeah. But I, I, you know what? I realized and I said to, I said to, I forget who I was talking to. I talked to my friends so much about so many things that I realized sometimes as much as things affect us, they're not always about us. Highways right. are four lanes and you could be driving along in a highway and somebody else in the lane is texting mm -hmm. and swerve over and kill you and have your family saying, God, why did you do this? No, this wasn't about you. This was about somebody else's somebody stuff else. that just swerved into your lane that you got to deal with. Mm -hmm. So we take on, uh, he was my brother. Yeah. But that was about something between him and God. Mm -hmm. So before I go off on a tangent and, and we be need something stronger than Moscato and red wine, <laughs> if you knew Saint could drop by tomorrow and visit, what would your ideal, with no pain, because you, she's had 20 oh, years of chronic pain. You didn't even have to say that because that's where I was going. I was what would say, the ideal day spent together look like? Ideal because she was so limited. Right. I will, like, you know, she didn't get the chance to, to travel on mm. the island and just relax and just right. be free. Right. Like, that would be mm. ideal. Maybe she's on the beach right now. I would, I'm from now on, sitting on the beach. That that would she be ideal. Keiko's, as far as I'm concerned. It, it was it was funny because, you know, when she was in the nursing home and talking to me, and we, you know, like I said, it was one day it went from oh, let's go over this discharge plan, mm -hmm. and we talked, and she, I remember her saying, oh, because it was March, and she was like, oh, you you gonna make me some oxtails, and then <laughs> then she said, oh, and then on Mother's Day I want crab legs. She was planning. And she said, I want crab legs and, and, and but put put the seasoning on the side. I don't want a whole lot of seasoning. On it. Like, oh, okay. So it's that would be ideal for me to take her to a place that she had never been. Take her to a place that she had never been. Pain free. Wow. Um I feel like, you know, because of her limitations, I was cheated a long time ago. Yes. Ooh. Wow. That that that's something. And and sometimes I'm just speechless. Like I, I, I was, just know when I'm learning. My wife. Long, I was cheated a long time ago. Mm hmm. So, um, but I never thought this. Right, she she was limited, but she was here. You would have taken those limitations over nothing at all. Right. And yeah, I never thought I never thought this. Have you found peace? Nope. Still, I'm still seeking peace. Ooh. 
I'm still seeking peace. It's 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 new, it's fresh. I go through ups, down. And you know, I have a I have a bad habit of like I get it out, but I want to get it I get it out to myself. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to I don't want to share. Like my husband, you know, he is a husband. <laughs> a husband. Like if yeah. he could, he would fix it all. But yeah. sometimes I have to I is I have to kind of it's something that you can't fix. I'm always going to be missing that piece of the puzzle. Always. It's something that you can't fix. I want to know, you know, I try to cope with it, mm-hmm. but you can't fix it. And he, you know, he tries to fix it because that's, that's what he's supposed to do. So when we go start some therapy. In the process. Okay. In the that's process. Like because I, I like look, at, look at what I do. I can't tell people. Yeah. I can't tell people, hey, go do this, go do this, this is how you and I do it myself. That's well this 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 is what I'm gonna tell you. I done moved. I I don't see you on the drop off no more. I said love to see you on the drop off. Hey sis and the wave. Um but the best thing I did was move to Virginia Beach. Because I live 10 minutes from the water and I can go put it in the water, whether it's 80 degrees or whether it's 10 degrees, the beach doesn't close. Mm-hmm. So I can go put it in the water. And that's what I'm offering you. It's, mm-hmm. it's six hours, man. Get in the car and say, look, even if you got to bring, because you got three kids now, even if you got to bring the youngest. Mm-hmm. Sis, I'm coming down. I can't work. Is is be is doing what it do. Life is life, and mm-hmm. I, I grill. Grill girls don't matter to me in this, in the winter. I'm coming. I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 what I'm offering my friends. Like, cause I see, I I watch, and I know you haven't put it anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know how I know you haven't put it anywhere? Cause you have become funnier. You're hilarious on social media, but that's just your pain. Because that was me. Absolutely. And and I <laughs> I, I write it. I, I write it out. It's it's funny. I, I journal. So <laughs> your questions, I was like, ooh, these, these good journal entries. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that. You, yeah, yeah. I said, I write it. I got to write it. I got to. When I, I I get it out, I have to write it out. I have right, to, uh, right. Depending on what I'm feeling, it might be a song. I I I remember one day um, early in the morning. You know, I get up early in the morning. Yeah. Um, my husband had went to work. Everybody was still asleep, and I got in the car and hit a playlist, and I drove all the way. I drove 78 until I felt like turning back around. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What'd you mm-hmm. listen to? So the the, pay, the playlist was funny because it went from, you you know, you know what I like. You know who I like. You know, so it went from, yeah, yeah. and then it, it 
then somehow, some way, it went to some trap music. Then it went to gospel. And I said, well, listen, if if that's how the spirit going to move, that's how it's going to move. If, if that's what it's going to be. Faith Evans to me, though. Listen, my faith, I was like, get it, sis. I just, you just run through my mind. But music is, when I knew when I seen you online listening to Mary, I said, yeah, like, I could tell, I I don't know what this gift that God has given me, all this perception, but you know what album I listen to? Even when you, when you grieve and love songs mm-hmm. mean different things. Mm-hmm. Because I listened to her, that second album. Mm-hmm. On repeat, mm-hmm. the song closer to me. I'm sure it's a love song, but it sounds when she say "been inconsistent for a minute, don't leave me." That sounds like something you would say to a to a loved one. Like I know our relationship wasn't the best, but mm-hmm. please don't go. Don't go. I know this is about you and your mother, but in the emergency room where we're waiting to hear about my brother, that's what I, that song speaks to my, like, I know he's going through some stuff, but this can't be it. Mm-hmm. So when you grieving, even love songs take on. Take on a, a um, different meaning. Mm-hmm. If you can make it through the My Life album, you good. Listen, you. I, I had to listen to it you know, uh, listen to it. You know, it was her birthday. It was Mary's birthday. It was. And, 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 oh, this one and it was like, all right, let me listen to Mary. Then, you know, I, you know, I, I, I've been dealing with a lot of losses lately. So it was Mary's birthday and it was also my mentor's birthday. Yeah. Rayvon. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. Um, it was his birthday on the eleventh too, and I know he was he was a Mary fan, so that's what made me throw on a Mary. Let me throw on a Mary real quick. Yeah, and listen to the I whole. Have a, thing. I have a new term that I'm dubbing. It's called sad happy. Mm. My friend just lost her brother, and she she hits me up every now and again, and and that's why I said people always think that we gonna we I always have it together, but. I always say like moving here was the best thing in my life and I'm so so happy. But I'm so so sad. Yeah. Right. That's how I feel with the house. It's I'm like so sad. I'm sad happy. Yeah. I'm so happy. Like the happiest but then I'm sad because this was a conversation that I had, had with my mother, how bad I wanted a house. And you know, she was like our biggest cheerleader. So anything big or small, she was, and I just can't stop thinking about that I couldn't share this news. And so I I play her reaction, what her reaction would have been. Like, what her, I just think about in my head, I play it out in my head, what her reaction would have been when I, you know, give her the phone call, like, ma, we got the house. Like I yeah. played the whole so now too. Because if we had you at fifteen, you was more than just a baby. Because she could have not had you. Mm-hmm. At fifteen years old, she could have not had you. Right. For whatever reason, she had you. 
And that's enough to celebrate. I'm going to leave you with that. She didn't have to have you at 15, but she did. Mm -hmm. And she could have gave up a long time ago, 20 years worth of chronic pain. But she she didn't. She didn't. So She held on for you. That's why when you said, which was the best advice she ever gave you? It was just, just, it was her actions. Like, it was her actions. Her actions was the best advice she ever gave me. Watching her, watching her just care and be kind and, and even when things were stacked against her, you know, she found the reason, you know, um, she found the reason to find some sort of happy. Throughout all her pain, she felt she found if it was was gathering, cookout, dinner. So that's how you know. I feel like that's 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 how I'm I'm, I'm honoring her memory. I'm doing the things that you know. That's what she taught me to do, and I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a do it until the wheels fall off. Who's her favorite artist? Gladys Knight. Gladys Knight. Whitney Houston, of course. Stevie Wonder. Oh, and Luther. How could I forget Luther? Luther. And Michael Jackson. I listen, I never forget my mother calling me when Michael Jackson died. I was in the middle of interviewing a family. And she, and you know, when when I looked at the phone, it was my mother. So you gonna pick up? I don't care what I'm doing. Hello, what, what's, you okay? And she was like, Michael Jackson died. I was like, what? <laughs> you calling me like frantic like this? Cause like, and you know, I love you so, Michael Jackson. But ma, don't oh worry. my god, she was she was devastated, devastated. You know, sis, this conversation was way more than I expected. And I'm and I'm grateful. I'm not even gonna cut the time. We're gonna rock out with this whole with this whole hour. I know Misha's gonna be like, you know, Misha, she's gonna, <laughs> gonna check the tape and be like, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to double back and have another conversation. <laughs> you might have to have a a, a group around. Yeah, but you know what's dope is is that uh, this software I have, we can have it where like um I forget who that was that asked on the comments. We, we could do lives and we could have people call in. Mm-hmm. So soon that um, I have ideas in my mind that what I'm gonna do next after the soul session is over, we got two more people, and then after the soul sessions is over, I'm really thinking about like what's what's next that's gonna be impactful. Because if I'm not impactful, if we're not helping, if we're not healing something, then we just, I'm just Wendy Williams. And like, that that's not what God called me to be. Right. So I'm going to leave you with, she had you. So you got to live. Mm-hmm. You got to get up and play, the, play, play those records. And you got to live. And mm-hmm. take care of you. I got to take care of me. You got to take care of you. And I realized it, you know, like I was going through the motion. This is this fresh for me, right? Yeah. It's fresh, but I also 
recognize that if I'm not okay, I can't be okay. You know, I can't be there for who I need to be there for. My husband, right. my children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all, all mm-hmm. your, your other roles become affected. So, and that's what was, was happening in the first six months or so. It was, it was, it was, I wasn't getting no sleep. It was, it was, it was rough. And nobody, nobody knew unless you, um, I cried every day, every single day for six months. Mm. I cried every single day, multiple times a day, but nobody would know. Nobody would know because, and I'm, and when I say nobody, I'm talking about the people I live with. Right. I'm talking about the you people. Want, you, want, you want them to make think you was okay. I'm talking about the people I live with. I shortly after uh, my mother's funeral, I went to um, my close friend's wedding mm-hmm. in Texas. Yeah, and, I seen you twirling and smiling, and but what you didn't see is, you know, the tradition. You have what to just do what you do. You have a son and mother dance. Yeah. I, I don't even think he know. Mm-hmm. I don't think he even know that I broke down. But you know what love is, sis? That you got, and I'm going to cry again, because I love you on his relationship. Love is that you, you went. Because you could have still sat in your grief. You went at mm-hmm. one of the most important times in his life. And he and said he to me, he, like, he, he, he said to me, he was like, I know I understand if you, you don't come, I understand. And I said, no, I'm going to be there. Right. Right. Because I, you, like, and, and I remember, a- I remember when I told my mother he was getting married and she said, mm-hmm. Terrell getting married. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> so, but I went. And I broke down and he probably don't, I don't even think he knows that that happened. Yeah. I was so happy. I we so good. This, this goes to show that we just talk, 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 talk. I was watching the best. I'm, I'm about to big him up. I was watching the best man Chronicles and I'm mm-hmm. like, I rewinded it. I was like, wait a minute. And I text, I, I, I hear him. I was like, did I just see you on TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like super proud. Super listen, I brag about y'all. I brag about my friends. I brag about my family. I, I wish we could bottle us up and sell us. And what? sell we a red uh, breed. To, 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 to people because people read like Yeah. That mm. like people I got it that. from yeah. and I'm and I'm not just talking like I'm talking from childhood all the way through. I got something that can't be you can't put a price on it. It's it's solid, and I appreciate it. And I I make sure I tell people all the time how much I appreciate them. I I appreciate I appreciate it. I appreciate the support. I appreciate the love. We don't even have to talk every day, but I know I know who gonna show up, and yeah. I and I appreciate it because I know you know I show up, and I know who gonna show up for me. I I really do. And when I say I was just so like humble and honored when you asked me to do this, I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, 
in 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 uh I think it was a coworker of mine, you know, she knew that I was learning. She was like, You nervous, you ready? And I was like, Yeah, I'm a little nervous. And I was like, But I, you know, I'll be okay. I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. It's like this right. I got I'm a, I gotta be okay because I, I asked God to make me okay. You okay? Said, help me help somebody. Yeah, I can. And the fact that that's what you want to do, I could, I could look at you and see that you're okay. But you got, you, 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 everybody's got work to do. I got work to do. I still need to do work. We need to constantly do work on ourselves. But I it was funny because not okay now. You're gonna be okay. When I listened to uh, Tanya Tanisha, and I was like, "Oof, I got work to do." Because <laughs> we all got work to do. I got work to do because if. Listen, and, I was I went on the I went I went on the um a work trip from Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I was in a bar crying on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. So we all got work to do, and we're gonna do the work together. Together. I love you. Thank love you. you too. Appreciate you. I talk to you later. All right. All right.